Welcome to California Now, a podcast produced by Visit California. I'm Satirius Johnson. Today on the show, Craig Kilborn. You might know him from his time hosting The Late Late Show on CBS. He also enjoyed a brief, brilliant run on ESPN's Sports Center, and he was the original host of The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Craig Kilborn, born to anchor. It's in my blood. It's what I love. It's what I was born to do. Craig Kilborn spells it out for you only on The Daily Show. When news breaks, we fix it. These days, Craig, a.k.a. Lord Kilby, dedicates his time to the finer things in life, chilled martinis, elegant cuisine, ascots, enjoying California, and podcasting with his new show, The Life Gorgeous. Ladies and gentlemen, because of the success of my iconic Instagram, Mr. Craig Kilborn, the young people are clamoring for me to do a podcast. And I love giving back. Coming soon, the Craig Kilborn podcast, The Life Gorgeous, a celebration of living the right way. In a given episode, he and a guest might discuss sports, music, favorite movies, and their love of pie. Welcome to California Now, Craig. Hey, thank you for having me. Very exciting. Yeah. So let's start with your new podcast, The Life Gorgeous. Um, in the trailer, you say people demanded it. Talk about that and, and how you decided to respond with the show. Well, a few years ago, 2018, I joined Instagram mainly for my nieces because I wanted them to know their uncle was funny. <laughs> and I was having so much fun on the Instagram and some of my writer friends from the CBS Late Late Show, Alex Sulkin and Goldie and Gibby, they really got a kick out of my Instagram. And then people were clamoring for me to do a podcast. And I decided to finally do one. And I used to joke I wanted to be the last man in America uh, with a podcast. Uh, <laughs> but uh, And I think I am. But no, it's going well. We've only been doing it a couple months, but I've, I've had some fun with it. It's called The Life Gorgeous. Yeah, it's really great. I mean, what, what would you say is the, the organizing principle of the podcast? I mean, do you have a master plan? Not yet. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good question. I probably should. <laughs> I'm just having fun. And uh, I, I I don't put too much pressure on myself. It's not like a a network a television show. It's just me and my mahogany panel den, mm -hmm. and I I talk about uh, things that I want to talk about. You know, my favorite movies and the the guests' favorite movies, and that's that's always enjoyable because um, I'm a bit of an old soul, and I grew up watching Hitchcock movies, Alfred mm -hmm. Hitchcock movies, and it's interesting to hear what other people say a lot of people have said jaws hmm. um, for but, their favorite movie yeah for one of their five uh -huh. and i remember seeing it in the 70s when it came out but i didn't put it in my top five but it's just it's interesting and then we talk about italian food and it's just kind of i would say positive a little irreverent and uh, i think we've gotten into a few uh oh maybe a couple serious subjects but not too much so it's it's fluid and I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's great. Well, how how has the response been so far? It's been positive. Uh, people are glad that I'm doing it. Uh, it's on YouTube on my YouTube channel and it's on you know Apple and Spotify. And uh, I could I might I might take breaks though. I haven't decided how consistent I'll be, but it's uh, the response has been everyone's uh, very uh, grateful that I, I decided to do one. Yeah, well, that's the great thing about uh, podcasting is that you can do it, you know, on a regular basis or you can take a little break. It's not like, you know, a network show where you have to do it every night or every week. Exactly. And I I might start doing some theme shows. I haven't decided. I'm thinking about 
uh, doing some theme shows and uh, there are a lot of different things I enjoy talking about. I'm very, I'm, I'm into architecture. I'm into, uh, I live in a 1923 home. Previously, I lived in a, a Dennis Hopper's old house behind the Chateau hmm. Marmont, which was built in 1927. And uh, when I travel, I like to stay in um, old historic hotels if I can. And I should, I should point out, I know what the, this podcast is about California travel, which is right in my wheelhouse because I yeah. loathe flying. So I tell my my girlfriend, I uh, we're just going to drive. I love road trips. I can pack as many blazers as I want, as many loafers. And we take trips uh, Southern California, but mostly Northern California. Yeah, we've done a lot of episodes on road trips, California road trips. So you should check that out. Maybe you should do like a, a travel theme on, on, on the Life Gorgeous. Yeah, I I should. I mean, I do mention a lot of the hotels and restaurants I like, and I'll probably do it today with you. You know, I grew up in Minnesota, and we romanticized about the West Coast. And my introduction to California was um, my senior year in college during spring break. Um, I flew uh, I flew into San Francisco uh, Airport SFO. And my brother, who was working in Silicon Valley, was living in the city, and he picked me up and drove me into San Francisco. And he saw my eyes and my mouth, and, mm-hmm. and he goes, she's a beautiful lady. So San Francisco is uh, my favorite city in uh, in America. It's the most European city. And that was my introduction to California with San Francisco. Did you kind of just have a sense that this was going to be you know, a major part of your life? Was that kind of like a, a dawning moment? Well, we grew up, when you grew up in Minnesota, it's so cold. And I didn't know it. My brother and I, we didn't know it was so cold. We, we just had a, <laughs> we had a very happy childhood. My dad was very funny. My parents were happily married. They didn't really talk to each other, but I'm kidding. But uh, they were married <laughs> forever. And uh, we, we uh, California, was there was something special about it. Um, and Northern California was my first introduction. And I, uh, my favorite place in the world is actually Carmel. Carmel by the Sea. And I mm-hmm. lived there for three years when I was doing local TV in Salinas, Santa Cruz, Monterey, mm-hmm. the 110 market. They, they number <laughs> the markets. So I was, uh, I'm, I'll be up in Carmel in a few weeks, actually. Oh, that's great. It sounds like you really get around the state. Yeah. We, I, I live in an area in Los Angeles called Hancock Park, which is a historic area, 1920s homes. And then I have a place, uh, little vacation home out in uh, the Palm Springs area in the desert. And the desert's a whole different vibe. A lot of live music at the restaurants, a lot of happy hours, uh, a lot of very relaxing, a lot of hiking. And uh, that's, if you're going to eat out a lot, I do recommend hiking as much as possible. (laughs) Good advice. Absolutely. Burn off those calories. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, getting back to the, to the podcast for a minute, I mean, how much prep do you do for for each episode? I mean, and how much of it just kind of happens in the moment? I do a little, I, I do some research. I want to have areas that are interesting to talk to the guest about. So I will, uh, yeah, I'll write down a bunch of areas and questions. And then I'll have, I do something called the Life Gorgeous Quiz, which is simple questions, profound insights. And I'll ask, you know, <laughs> what's your favorite pie? And I'll, what's your first concert? And a variety of questions, and and uh, then we do the top five movies. 
But I, I'll start adding more segments and I do some research because I want to make sure uh, it's not just rambling, even though some podcasts, people enjoy that rambling, I guess. Mm. But uh, but I want to uh, make sure there's a point behind some of the questions and some of the areas that we talk about. So I do a little research. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know it might be hard to choose, but, you know, it, is there an episode or two that Lord Kilby aficionados might want to download first? It's a good question. Uh, let's think. I have to remember what we did. It could be, well, I had fun with Ryan Rossillo. The first, the first podcast was pretty fun. Um, let me, oh, Mike Gibbons. He was a writer producer on my old CBS show. We had a nice chat about a lot of different things, but people also liked uh, when I had Michelle Beadle on. So mm -hmm. I, I'm giving I just gave you three. Yeah. Peter Schrager was very good from the NFL network. So I don't know. I, those three or four, are, you can start with which, whichever one you want. Mm -hmm. What about newcomers who maybe haven't heard your catchphrases and don't know you as the five questions guy? I mean, will they appreciate the podcast too? Yeah. The, uh, the, the comments are saying that the young people, I don't know who this Kilborn is, but he's fun. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, the Instagram is definitely my sensibility and it's it's i guess you know it's tongue in cheek do i really wear ascots out and about i wear them around the house but but <laughs> uh i i don't know it's it's kind of aristocratic and i'm i'm an anglophile i'm english on both sides of my family and a lot of it carries over to the podcast the life gorgeous it's positive i take questions i forgot to mention yeah we mm -hmm. you can leave a a voicemail at the YouTube channel, and I take questions from the viewers. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's sometimes they ask about martinis, sometimes they ask about restaurants. I think restaurants really are what get people excited because even before I started the podcast, for years, people starting at ESPN, then at Comedy Central, then at, here at CBS in LA, friends would say, I'm going to finally go to Carmel. What restaurants do you recommend? Where, where should we go? And I don't know if you've uh, you've been up to Carmel. I have, yeah. Okay. The thing about it is you have Carmel by the Sea, which is the little village right on the, the beach there. Mm -hmm. And that's where I lived. I lived next to Katie's Place, which is known for Aix Benedict, ladies and gentlemen. Katie's Place. I lived in a studio apartment. But... Next to that, you have Pebble Beach, and that has uh, the golf courses, Spanish Bay and Cyprus and Pebble Beach, but the area is called Pebble Beach, and they have the, uh, the Pebble Beach Lodge there where you can stay. And then they have another place called Spanish Bay, which is just wonderful. And I, I took a, a lady friend there years ago. She was from New York, and we, uh, we would sit outside um, – and, and have a drink near uh, at sunset. It was right outside of the restaurant Roy's. And right around five, the bagpiper will play. <laughs> and, and then these deer start running as he's playing because there are a lot of deer in Pebble Beach. And my lady friend was like, is this all staged? This is like magical. You've got a bagpiper and then you've got deer running. It's like it's a, it's a fairy tale. <laughs> like cue the deer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when you're up there in that area, the, the Monterey Peninsula, 
You have Carmel by the sea, you have Pebble Beach, then you have a little place that's underrated called Pacific Grove, which is great. And then you have Monterey and everyone knows, uh, you know, the Sardine Factory and Cannery Row. And, and then you have Carmel Valley, which mm -hmm. is inland and always sunny because Carmel has that wonderful, cloudy, moody weather, uh, just like San Francisco. But Carmel Valley, just a few minutes inland, is always sunny. And there's some really nice uh, places out there, the Carmel Valley Ranch, uh, Quail Lodge, a lot of golf courses, but a lot of restaurants and, and resorts. And then you have to the south, a place called Pacific's Edge at the Hyatt in Carmel Highlands. And the Carmel Highlands is uh, kind of on jagged rocks on the coastline. In basic instinct, Sharon Stone's home was right there. And Pacific's Edge Restaurant at the Carmel Highlands is one of my favorite restaurants. It's got a great view. And uh, I'll be eating there in a few weeks, actually. Oh, wow. What do, you, what, do you, what do you love about it? I mean, is it the food? Is it the, uh, you know, the location? Yeah, it's, it's mainly the location because when I was, I was living in Carmel in the early 90s, 91, 1990, 92, and I knew the Mater D. And I used to go there. And it was just because you always walk around Carmel, the village, Carmel by the sea. But then you just, it's a really quick drive. And it's a great view and it's a great resort, the, the Hyatt there, the Carmel Highlands. And I guess it's just memories. They have a thing called the Sunset Lounge, which is uh, it's all it, it's all glass overlooking the coastline, uh, these windows. And yeah. uh, the Sunset Lounge, uh, I remember getting there once. I was with my my current girlfriend, who I sometimes call my wife. We've known each other 20 years. And we got there. I said, we got to get there early because, you know, you can see the sunset. And I was spaced out where I got there around 530 or 6. And I forgot, but I wasn't paying attention to what time of year it was. I, you know, mm. So the sun didn't set for a couple hours because we were there. <laughs> so I, but we, you know, we just went bar, we went bar hopping and it was fun. You know, I, it was the uh -huh. one time I kind of spaced out because it was our first trip together. And uh, and I hadn't been up there in a while, so. You know, it seems like you really like a good sunset. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I seem that way. I, it was mainly for her. The, the weird, the, the funny thing is, I've actually said this: that pre-war architecture is like a wonderful sunset to me. Mm. Don't waste a drink on a subpar setting. So I'm not going to go to a biker bar and have a martini. I'm going to go to. <laughs> You know, in Carmel, it might be the, the Cypress Inn, which is uh, Doris Day's hotel. Mm. It's called Terry's Lounge. So I might I might go there and have a drink. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So basically, like you've been you spend your time basically between L.A. and Rancho Mirage near Palm Springs. Um, what What do you like most about the California desert out there? The words that we use when we try to explain it to people is we just say it's magic. It's it's so relaxing it's so different there's not the traffic the air is different uh the space it, it looks different obviously and um it's just one big exhale so it's very very peaceful i would say what are some of the haunts that where fans might bump into you well we don't want to give give those away but no i will i'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll list that 
Well, the famous ones, like the, there's a famous one in uh, Palm Springs called Melvin's. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people know that one. That's uh, they've got the Sinatra napkins and it's uh, the last it's I'm pretty sure it's still kind of the decor is stuck in the 70s. And it's it's kind of kitschy and hilarious. They have live music. There's a place called Copley's, which is a nice restaurant in Palm Springs. And it used to be part of Cary Grant's estate. Uh, let's see. There's a place near the tennis club called Spencer's. There's an area, as you go east of Palm Springs, there's an area called El Paseo. It's a, it's a street out there, and it's an area, and they say it's the Rodeo Drive of the desert. And they have a lot of different restaurants there. They have a French one called Cousteau. Mm-hmm. They have Mama Gina's, which has a great Italian happy hour. Uh, there's one called Jillian's, which is a beautiful location. And uh, let's see. And then if you go a little further east, one of my favorite places is uh, Morgan's in the Desert, which is at the La Quinta Resort. The La Quinta Resort was my actually my introduction to the desert. Hmm. And uh, it's where uh, Frank Capra wrote It's a Wonderful Life. He was a resident there, and there's a Capra suite there. Wow, amazing. Yeah. So if you guys go to Morgan's in the Desert, the restaurant there, you go up to the bartender, Brian, mm-hmm. you say, Kilborn sent me. <laughs> and All right. he might, uh, depending upon his mood, he might give you a free drink or he might double charge you. We never know. <laughs> you know, that whole greater Palm Springs area is, you know, it just seems to be all about like, cocktails and architecture that whole like mid-century vibe which is really great and uh any chance you've tried the i know you're a big martini fan any chance you've tried what's known as the 50 dollars martini at bar cecil in palm springs i have not i now i read about that um is it is it Wait a second. Is it caviar or what? Did, what? What? What jacks it up? What jacks up the I, price? I, they well, they I, b- I believe they do have a side of caviar, and it's the sunchoke chips as well. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Palm Springs is like you mentioned mid-century. They have some beautiful homes there, and that's you know they have Frank Sinatra Drive. They have the Ritz Carlton up there on Frank Sinatra Drive. Uh, they have the Edge Restaurant up there overlooking. It's it's a, it's a stunning area. It's so different. And that's, as you probably know, in California, you have the ocean, the coastline, you have skiing, you have the lakes, you have the desert, you have everything. And I could tell you places uh, I haven't been and you'd be shocked. I mean, it's like, it's like when you tell people you haven't seen a, a famous movie, they go, what? You haven't seen that movie yet. That's, mm-hmm. that's upsetting. There are places, legendary places that I have not been in California, because sometimes I just keep going back to the Monterey Peninsula, but uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like going up to San Francisco. I mean, I've been to Napa once, I've been to Yountville once, uh, I've been to Tiburon, but uh, I've been to Santa Rosa, I've been to Bodega Bay, uh, I've been to Morro Bay, I've been to Carpinteria, Santa Barbara, and Solvang. Uh, there's also a wonderful place. Uh, Really nice young couple. They they run a restaurant called Bells in Los Alamos. Mm-hmm. And we've spoken to them on the podcast. Oh, actually, they're great. Yeah. So that's yeah. No, they're great. They, that's a Michelin. They got a Michelin star. Once you get a Michelin star, it's just kind of it, it helps your popularity. It's kind of fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. So tell, tell me about your experience at Bell's. Like what, what do you love about it? I had been to Los Alamos before we had been through it and, and it was really small and we had a breakfast there. And then about a year later, my girlfriend says, uh, Hey, there's a Michelin star restaurant up there. And I go, well, let's go. You know, it's just, but we love road trips. It's just so much mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went there and uh, let's see, Daisy is the chef and her husband runs it and they're just really nice. And we had a great meal and it was, I think it was a seven course tasting menu when we were there. And then uh, they have another place in Los uh, Los Olivos, I think it's called Bar La Cote, I think. And they opened a second place there. And that was really nice. And then I went back to Bell's for my birthday week uh, back in August. And I took my brother and my girlfriend. And um, I just think it's cool that they chose such a small little town, if it's a town. Mm-hmm. It's just a couple <laughs> blocks. <laughs> that, that they chose this area to have this this restaurant. I think it's really cool. Are there any other spots up, uh, you know, up the coast that, that you like to, uh, to go to? There's a, uh, gosh, I'd have to look it up. Uh, there's a place, there's an Italian place in Carpinteria. I want to say it's called Gianfranco. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, there are a number of restaurants near the beach there. They even have a uh, little Dom's or Dominic's, which they'd have down here in LA. They have, they have one up there. Let's see. We sometimes stop in Ventura, Lure Fish House. There are a few of those, Lure Fish House. I'm obsessed with something called sand dabs. Oh, tell me, talk to me about the sand dabs. They kind of saute them with a little bit of a coating or maybe a little flour or something. And um, they taste, they're really moist and they kind of melt in your mouth. And you you feel like, oh boy, I bet you this is high in cholesterol or whatever. And you look it yeah. up and you research it and they're actually healthy for you. And yet they usually serve it with white wine and capers. And uh, hmm. they're so good. And I kind of have a running joke on my Instagram where whenever I have sand dabs, I post a picture. Oh, sand dabs, you know. <laughs> uh, so that's a good place. And then uh, let's see. We the, the thing about California, in my opinion, is there are so many small little coastal towns that are magical, that are special, that are beautiful. We've been to Arroyo Grande. We've been to Morro Bay, which is very nice. There are a couple of places there. I can't remember the names of them. Uh, the one place has been there forever since the 40s. Uh, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, let me just think where we stop. Oh, so uh, Paso Robles, um, there's a place called, I want to say it's Thomas Thomas Hill or Thomas Organic. But we, eat, uh, we stopped there at Paso Robles. Yeah, there's some good restaurants up there. There, there. There's some Michelin star ones we haven't even been to yet. And then uh, let's see, you go Carmel. Can I, I haven't even mentioned, can I mention some restaurants in Carmel? Absolutely. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. My favorite is uh, my friend Carrie Lotus uh, owns L'Escargot, L'Escargot with an L and an Escargot. And it has a snail mm-hmm. out front. And it's about, um, three or four blocks north of Ocean. It's kind of hidden away. Very highly rated. All the locals know it. It's where I had my birthday, and I'll be there again soon. That's my, that's my favorite. 
everyone else likes La Bicyclette. I only have breakfast there, but all the tourists like that place. Uh, there's a place called 7D Steakhouse at 7th and Dolores, 7D. And that used to be a bank and it's kind of a contemporary building. And it's a good space and it's uh, pretty stylish. They actually they actually have this sirloin wrapped around a blue cheese olive martini. <laughs> and everyone kind of gets excited. I said, yeah, it, it's more of a visual. I mean, but uh, I, I had it once. I'll have it again. Uh, mm. Let's see. What else? Where else do I go? Grazings. Grazings is very good. That's where the locals go. And then uh, in Monterey, you have Fandango, great sand dabs. And you have the famous Sardine Factory, where uh, they filmed a scene in their Clint Eastwood movie, Play Misty for Me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, is it does it sound like I eat out a lot? I guess it does. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, you're a man of, uh, you know, distinct uh, taste and uh, you know you know what you like. Yeah, I will say um, this. This kind of stuns people. I've I'm very disciplined. Um, I only have one martini a week, which is like some people are really disappointed when they hear that. Uh, but um, I'm I'm a little older, so I try to take care of the body. But I have uh, mm-hmm. I have a couple glasses of wine, and that's it. You know, that's all good. It's all good. You've also been photographed in proximity of a nice looking glass of red wine. Are there? Any places you're particularly fond of for that in California? I do drink a lot of Paso Robles Reds. You know, we used to, a few years ago, it was the Justin. We we discovered Justin maybe 12 years ago or something. This is what I would say. There was a time when I was at CBS when they used to buy me gifts. The, the network would buy me cases of red wine. And that's when I started learning learning about California cabs. We are spoiled here mm-hmm. in California because the California cabs are big and bold. Even though I used to drink some Bordeaux from France, I just, uh, now I just kind of go red blends and cabs. And if you would have interviewed me three years ago, I would have said Pinot Noirs, but I've kind of moved off of Pinot Noirs and I'm back to cabs because they're just so, why not? I mean, they're they're so flavorful. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things uh, that I noticed on your podcast when you spoke to your fellow ESPN alums like Michelle Beadle and and Ryan Rosillo, you asked them about their favorite pies. (laughs) Would you tell us maybe about one or two of your favorite pies and where in California you recommend getting them? Well, I don't have a sweet tooth, but I sure I I like to talk about sweets because uh, it, it's it's very funny. People get competitive with their with their pies. I asked them that on on the uh, on the podcast. So I like key lime pie and I like pumpkin pie. When I was growing up, I liked coconut cream pie. Mm. I like that. I like that. I like custard pie. Obviously, a hot apple pie a la mode. You can't beat it. You know, or crumble and all that. But um, yeah, so pies are pretty special. They mean a lot to people. I would think. What is your favorite pie, young man? Well, you know, I I go for like the pecan pie oh. or uh, a banana cream pie. And actually, I just I just made a key lime pie a couple of weeks ago because I've got limes growing in the backyard here. Oh wow! So um, yeah, I'm kind of I've become very partial to the pie. You know, I saw something I saw something on YouTube the other day, and I found this hard to believe. It was over in England, and they had these uh, British people who had never had American pie try hmm. the pie. And they did, uh, you know, they did like pumpkin pie. And these guys, whoa, this is good because I love pumpkin pie. Then they did pecan pie. 
and the, mm-hmm. everyone went nuts. <laughs> but to me, pecan pie is too sweet. But it is amazing. Okay. It is amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They can be too sweet, but they can also be made less sweet. And I, yeah, you're right. Sometimes I like them a little less sweet than they normally are. But yeah. Well, say, you know, hey, what what's like one more great place or thing people should know about, you know, when it comes to properly enjoying California? Um, well, it's funny you say that because I was just remembering my favorite restaurant in San Francisco because there's one down on Gold Street called Bix, B-I-X. It's been around since mm-hmm. 1988. It's in this cool street, Gold Street. It's kind of a, it's an alley, cobblestone, and uh, you enter and it's got... It's like a 1920s, uh, beautiful, beautiful interior with a jazz trio and Nick and Nora glasses for martinis. I think everyone knows Nick and Nora glasses are the smaller martini glasses named after Nick and Nora Charles from the Thin Mm -hmm. Man series in the 1930s. (laughs) And uh, so I like Bix, B-I-X in San Francisco. All right. That's a good to know. Okay, there's one more thing we'd like to do. Uh, it's called the California Questionnaire. It's a set of questions. Oh. We'll go through them real quick, sort of like a lightning round style to get what guests love about being in California. We, I first did this with Kevin Costner, and we cornered Cheech Marin into doing it uh, just the other week. So are you ready for the California Questionnaire? I'm ready. Bring it on. All right, here we go. Okay, so where do you live and why there? I live in a beautiful historic area called Hancock Park, and I live here because I like homes built in the 1920s. More character. All right. What's your greatest California love? I'm going to just off the top of my head, because we're doing it quickly, I'll just say the weather. What is the biggest misperception about Californians? I guess that they're space cadets is what we used to hear growing up in the Midwest. There are a lot Mm -hmm. of brilliant... People out here, the brilliant uh, engineers like my brother, and uh, yeah, so they're—that's uh, the misconception that they're—they're they're just space cadets, and they're not. What's the stereotype that most holds true? They're gorgeous. <laughs> What's your favorite Golden State splurge? Hmm. Chili dog at Pink's on La Brea. <laughs> Let's say it's time for a road trip. Where are you going? I think you can know, but I'll just uh, Carmel by the sea. Mm-hmm. If you could decree an official state culinary experience, what would it be? Well, I like uh, Lescargo and Carmel, but I also like Bouchon up in Yountville. Those two, it's a time. What does sustainability mean to you? The ability to have two martinis without falling asleep. <laughs> Where would you go for the ultimate shopping spree? means I'm thinking. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I am going to go to Union Square, San Francisco. Best California song? Mamas and the Papas, California Dreamin'. Why, Why that one? Because when I was on the East Coast working at ESPN and Comedy Central, I would listen to it. And I, it, the lyrics were, I'd be safe and warm if I was in L.A. And I missed L.A., so the song meant a lot to me. Mm. Would you sing a little bit? No, I, I, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I make a joyful noise, but occasionally I go off key. 
<laughs> well, Craig, this has been really great. Thank you so much for joining us on California Now. Hey, I really appreciate it. I love living here. Thank you. Craig Kilborn is the bon vivant and tremendous individual who hosts the podcast, The Life Gorgeous, which you can find on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. As always, we'll have links to all the places we talked about on today's episode and lots more on our website, visitcalifornia.com slash podcast. This is California Now. Thank you for listening to California Now. We hope to see you in the Golden State soon. This podcast is produced by Visit California. I'm your host, Satirius Johnson. You can find our show on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're looking for more travel ideas and inspiration, follow Visit California on TikTok. You'll meet insiders who share their favorite local spots and learn about all sorts of cool attractions like the 680-foot-tall Eureka Dunes in Death Valley and the Seven Bridges Hike in San Diego. Check it out. The TikTok handle is at Visit California.